0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Let me give you my mailing address. It's uh, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We're bringing you a series of studies now on the Antichrist Bible or the RSV Bible, Revised Standard Version Bible, and it's been often called the Antichrist Bible because it's undercutting the deity of Christ. In our last study, we gave you a definition of the doctrine of modernism, and that is modernism is defi- deifying man. Modernism is putting man on a pedestal. Man that does it, can do as he pleases, and that's what uh, modernism is, deifying man. The subject we want to look at at this time is modernism and the deity of Christ. When we say that a group of modernistic scholars translated the Revised Standard Version Bible and that they undercut the deity of Christ in that translation, we mean by that that they humanized the Lord Jesus Christ and looked upon him as just a mere man. Now, my friend, that fact is brought out throughout the New Testament. Before we go into a study of different scripture references to show you how these men have humanized Christ in their translation, let me give you some of the their personal statements regarding the Deity of Christ. Now, these men, n- no doubt, are all gone on now, but I have the record where they these statements that they made, and I'm going to quote from them. A uh, Mr. Roy Burkhart, a modernist, says, "Expression expressing the doctrine of the modern mo- modernist." This is his his quote: "We believe that Jesus had a special mission that required special power." but that he was born as we are, and that he, too, was born anew. That means that the illumination that came to Jesus may be partaken of by all men. The greatness of the Christmas story is that God came in a little child, and that child grew up to be the Son of God. Listen now. That's, in, that's, a, script, that's a quotation from The Secret Life by Mr. Roy A. Burkhart, and it's published by Harper. This is a definite expression of the modernist view of the Lord Jesus Christ as just a mere man. But Mr. Fosdick, in his book, Modern Use of the Bible, says, Yet the God who was in Jesus is the same God who is in us. You cannot have one God and two kinds of divinity. Then Mr. Fosdick goes on to say, If Jesus is divine, you get that? If Jesus is divine, if divinity is in each one of us like the vital forces vital forces in winter wait for the frozen ground until the spring come that is that that is a gospel. Let me go back and reread that. Requote that from Mr. Fosdick. If Jesus is divine, and if divinity is in each one of us like the vital forces of winter wait for the for- frozen ground until the spring come that is a gospel. This is modernism to the core. They never speak of Jesus as Lord. They never recognize him as deity. Mr. R.J. Campbell in his book, New Theology, states thus, God is continually incarnating himself in human life. All human history represents the incarnation or manifestation of the eternal Son of Christ or Christ of God. Then President McGifford, Of the Union Theological Seminary in his book The Rise of Modern Religious Ideas says divine and human are recognized as truly one. Christ therefore if human must be divine as all men are. Christ is essentially no more divine than we are than nature, or than nature is. Here's a clear-cut statement of a modernist who believes that Christ Jesus is no more than a mere man. Now listen to what Professor W.A. McKeever of the University of Kansas says in his book, Man and the New Democracy. I worship God through man. To know God is first to know man, and to know man is to worship the divinity in him. Man is my best expression of deity, and so I bow reverently at this shrine. This is blasphemy to the nth degree, my friend. It is clear-cut statement of the doctrine of the Antichrist. This is modernism to the core. This is the spirit of those who translated the RSV Bible, the Revised Standard Version of the Bible, one of which has left out the deity of Christ. Let me give you another statement from Furbach in his book, Essence in Religion. That's F-E-U-E-R-B-A-C-H. In his book, Essence of Religion, religion in, quote, religion in its heart Its essence believes in nothing else than the truth, the divinity of man. He says again, Its true object and substance is man. The nature of God is nothing else but the nature of man considered as something external to man. Man has his highest being, his God, in himself. Now my friend, this is present-day modernism, which is the doctrine of Antichrist, exaltation of man, the dignity of man, the deity of man, and the worship of man. Ye shall be as gods, man himself, his own God. Now, we will better understand this group of modernists who regard Jesus as a mere man and divine in him and the divine in him as the divinity in every man as we look at the Revised Standard Version New Testament. With your Bibles in hand, let's turn to John 3.16 in the King James Translation and read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Every one of you folks who have any spiritual knowledge at all Know this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now I want you to listen. Listen now to the Revised Standard Version. Quote, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting, have eternal life. You'll notice they left out the word begotten and said, Only Son. This is true throughout the entire Testament. Let me give you another New Testament passage that speaks of Christ as the only begotten Son. John three eighteen, in the King James says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Then the Revised Standard Version reads, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. We see the word begotten is left out. Now let's turn back to John 1.14 in the King James Version. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. The Revised Standard Version reads, John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, and we beheld His glory as of the only Son from the Father. We see the word begotten is again left out. In all these verses, the Greek word for begotten monogenes was not translated. Now let's look at John 1.18 in the King James. No man has seen God at any time. Only the begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. The Revised Standard reads, no one has ever seen God, the, the only Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. We see that word begotten is left out. Now let's turn to one 1 John 4.9, King James Version, the, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that he sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. The Revised Standard Version, 1 John 4.9, <clears throat> in, in this the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only Son into the world that we might live through him. All modernists declare that Joseph was the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his book, What is the Truth About Jesus Christ, page 123, Mr. Luths, L-O-F-S, L-O-O-F-S, and he speaks for all modernists, after he declares that Joseph was the father of Christ's physical nature, I think it is a duty of truthfulness to state openly that the virgin birth perhaps, or even probably, arose out of a fabulous tradition. Oh, my friend, the manner in which this heresy has influenced this new translation is clearly brought out in John 3.16, where they have left out the word begotten, as well as all of the other passages we quoted. When the Lord Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in the third chapter of John, he knew this Jewish ruler, doubted, and did not believe he was virgin-born. Therefore, Christ answered this question when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Only begotten Son, or the translation of the Greek word, as I said, monogenes, which is a compound word of monos, meaning alone, and giganoma, which means I am born. Therefore, Christ claims here that He is the only person who ever God, who had God for who had God for the Father of His physical natures. Modernists say that the phrase "only begotten" in John 3:16 and other places, are simply means unique. Yes, right, unique, and that it has no reference to God as a parent of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the expression "only begotten" here in John three sixteen, does not mean unique or peerless, but expresses the stupendous truth that Christ was the only person who ever had God for his Father of his physical nature. Paul clearly declares to us throughout all his writing that God was the actual Father of Christ's physical nature. Now, my friend, these things are astounding to me. They do. They astound me when I read them, and I hope they astound you. And I hope you'll write and get these tapes where you can hear them further. As we go on, we're going to take verse by verse and uh, and, and expose those things to the high heaven, my friend. Would you pray for me? Old Trailblazer not very smart. As I told you, I'm taking Pastor Shelton's notes and outlines and many of his quotations and incorporating them into the Old Trailblazer broadcast. I make no apologies for it, and I bring in you, thus saith the Lord, day in and day out. Because the Lord laid on my heart to do these things, to to expose error. And I asked you, before you folks asked me, Pastor, you think we'll ever no i don't think we'll ever stem the tide i often describe the world today like back there in the old western movies when i was young i used to go to the movies and watch them old westerns and that old great herd of horses they had them pinned up in a in a canyon somewhere with a makeshift fence there And the the bad guys come along and tore the fence down and and stampeded those horses. You never get them back, my friend. Or those great herds of cattle out there on the western plains. You never get them back. Our folks, we never get them back. It's only one here and one there that will have the truth. You may not have this truth. You may be chomping at the bits. But, my friend, this is God's word. Oh, I wish you'd sit down and and listen. I wish you'd study God's word. Just, Just think, my friend. The modernists have taken over our our, our religious uh, churches, our people, and have they've been duped by Satan, blinded by Satan to believe a lie and be damned. One here and one there. We call it pole line fishing. One here and one there. The Lord awakens their heart. Did you know that no sinner comes to Christ unless he's awakened to his lost condition? It doesn't matter what his religious theology is. He's just a lost sinner, my friend, until he comes to Christ Crying for mercy, begging for mercy. The old trailblazer trying to be true to your soul, my friend. Attempting to be true to your soul by God's grace. And folks won't have it. Folks rail on me. Call me old crackpot. But that's all right. This is Pastor Pendorvis, the old trailblazer here at Radio Missions. Remember, my bet. Ba- my address is the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810 walker louisiana 70785 write me would you help me with the broadcast tell me that you're listening and tell me that you're uh, praying for me goodbye and god bless you Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet radio station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658.